That's right. Bear down, Bears fans. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter, powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation. Bill Zimmerman with you and (laughs) plenty to talk about this week coming off that loss to the Green Bay Packers and everything that transpired in that game. Excited for our guest this week, David Montgomery, the Bears running back, is going to be coming by here in a little while. Some very cool things he did earlier this week, so we'll be getting into that with David, see how he's doing with his injury, kind of talk a little bit about the season thus far. So before we get to David Montgomery, though, plenty to talk about here. Let's let's break down this Packers game a little bit, and let's not bury the lead. Social media was ablaze thanks to Aaron Rodgers and his I still own you comments. And and as a Bears fan, I mean, I mean, there's that that just takes that knife and just twists it into that Bears Packers wound. Right. While, you know, like it's like a salt laced knife just in that wound, just working it in just. I mean, as a Bears fan, you've you've got to really be getting old. Like, you know, my age here, I'm, you know, almost 44 years old, and I have a memory of the Chicago Bears being better consistently than the Green Bay Packers. The Packers were not great in the in the mid-80s. They were dirty, but they were not great. And that Bears team was 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 a better team. And this is not to go back to the 85 Bears, but this is to go back to the last 30 years now, we're, we're not talking about five years, 10 years, 30 years, three decades of just being the inferior team almost every year to this Packers squad is just, it just gets you, just, <laughs> it just gets you so down. And to have Aaron Rodgers just rub it in the wound is just brutal. But here's the thing. What did Rodgers say that was false? What, nothing. Yes, Aaron Rodgers owns us. He's so good against the Chicago Bears. It is painful to go into these games every time. And you sit there and be like, well, you know, the Packers have some injuries. And, and you know, they're, they're not playing quite as well as some people would have thought. And, oh, this game is in Chicago. You convince yourself all these reasons why This game could be different, and it's never, ever different. I mean, I I understand they they did manage to beat him once in 2018, but, like, we remember the Khalil Mack debut, right, of him just wreaking havoc against the Packers. And and you get to the point where you just isolate it, right? You don't want to look at the big picture of that game. You don't even want to talk about what happened in the second half. You just want to remember Khalil Mack for the destruction he laid upon the Packers in the first half, just like he was Thanos, just, you know, making them all disappear. And yet the second half, We just block that out of our minds. We want a positive Bears-Packers memory, and we don't have many to pick from. So we'll just block out what happened in the second half, seeing poor Nick Kwiatkowski running down the field with just Packers running with daylight, Rodgers throwing dimes against Kyle Fuller in the end. You just can't deal with it anymore. And please, 
Please, please, please let there be one more game. I, 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 you know, we all said, you know, you want to beat him. You want to beat Rodgers. It's not happening. The Bears are never beating Aaron Rodgers. So what is the point to keep playing this guy? Send him to Denver, Green Bay. Aaron, just be as difficult as you can be and just force your way out of there. Let the Jordan Love era begin because I, I think Jordan Love's going to be terrible. But even if Jordan Love reaches his potential, which at this point... There, I, you know, I don't think there's any way Jordan Love is going to become an elite, or even a top 10 quarterback. His best case scenario, he's going to be like, like Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, maybe. And the seat, like, that's a, he's just a middle-of-the-road quarterback at best. And that franchise with a middle-of-the-road quarterback... Packers fans who are 35 years or younger, they don't understand what it's like to not have a quarterback. And that's ludicrous to say that you have to be older. You have to be 40 years old to be a Packer fan and have a glimpse of a memory of not having good quarterback play. But I can't wait for that franchise to have that come to them, even if it's just average quarterback play, because they're so spoiled and have no idea how good they've had it. But I can't take it with Aaron Rodgers anymore. So please, force your way to Denver. I, I don't care. I don't care what team he goes to. Go to the CFL and break records there, Aaron. It doesn't matter to me. Go host Jeopardy. Just don't play for that stupid team in Wisconsin. I can't deal with it anymore. Because when Aaron Rodgers sits there, yeah, fans flipped him the double bird. Whatever, of course, they're going to flip him the double bird. But when Aaron Rodgers sits there and just belts to the crowd, I own you, and you sit there as a fan and go, yeah, that's true. Uh, I got uh, yeah, no lies detected. It's, ugh. I just can't deal with this rivalry with Rodgers anymore. So let's hope it is just one more game, one more game, and the Bears, as a fan base, can start getting some sanity back because I cannot deal with this rivalry anymore. I just can't. And, and I'm going to get somehow I'm going to convince myself in December that they're going to be able to beat the Packers in Green Bay. Somehow I will convince myself again only to have Aaron Rodgers throw for five touchdowns. It's inevitable. And it's going to be his goodbye to, to you know, his <laughs> good riddance to, to Chicago, I'm sure. is just another humiliating loss. Now, as for the game itself... You know, there's there's not a lot for me to say. Look, there's there's positives. Khalil Herbert, that's a great performance out of a rookie. Love to see that. Clearly, a, a David Montgomery Khalil Herbert combination is going to be something that's going to be really good down you know down the stretch here once Monty gets back. You know, Damian Williams, you, you almost you don't even need him when you see Herbert playing playing as well as he did. But you know, offensively, there were still a lot of struggles in the passing game. And and look. The Justin Fields has has plenty of, of growth that he has to do, but he's not getting help from his receivers. I mean, he, he got, you know, best game of the year for Cole Komet for sure. Cole Komet actually got some separation and Fields Fields found him. He found a couple pockets and zones. Good for Cole Komet. You know, we haven't seen a lot of big athletic plays from him yet, but, you know, at least Komet got himself involved 
in the offense, but the, you know, his receiver, there's not a lot of depth at receiver. Bird and Goodwin are, are doing very little at this point to, to help this, this unit. A-Rob is definitely playing below his specs. You know, I'm not going to sit here and rip Allen Robinson, but this is certainly not the Allen Robinson that, that Bears fans have, have come to appreciate. Mooney's playing well, but there, there's just not a lot of help for Justin Fields. So, you know, the one thing I will say is, you know, what we saw from Fields early on was the ability to make a play, like the Bengals to throw to A-Rob. We saw the ability to make a play. The Cleveland game was just an absolute train wreck. Then the Detroit game, he made a few dynamic throws down the field. So we, we could see that. We can kind of start seeing him develop and grow a little bit week by week. And in this Green Bay game, while his numbers, again, were overall underwhelming, he had two excellent drives. And that's the first time I think you've really seen Justin Fields put together full drives where he just dices apart a defense, marches the ball down the field, gets a touchdown. Recovered after the Khalil Herbert score, recovered to still get a touchdown. You know, when Khalil Herbert scored and had the holding penalty. You love to see an offense with that kind of resiliency. You love to see a quarterback who doesn't get down when it's second and 20 and still manages to pick up first downs. So now we saw two drives from fields of him really putting it together. Now in those other drives, it was flat. It, it was not sharp. Some missed throws, some bad calls, you know, typical Bears offense stuff. But we saw some drives coming together. He's starting to string back-to-back-to-back plays together. So we're seeing Fields develop, and hopefully he continues to go down this path this season, whereby, you know, mid-November, December, we're really starting to see a solid, strong NFL quarterback. But look, the Bears hung in this game. They played pretty well. Great opening drive. Love to see that. But it just can't keep it together for 60 minutes. They're just outmanned, obviously outgunned by Aaron Rodgers. And it's another frustrating loss. So, you know, that, that game was frustrating to the point where if the Bears were 4-2, and two, I really felt they would have started to separate themselves a little bit from a mediocre team to maybe a good team. But sitting here at 3-3, three and three, and I think most likely headed to 3-4 and four after the Tampa game. Now, the game's coming up after that. They got, you know, San Francisco at home. That is a winnable game. Pittsburgh on the road, tough but winnable game. Baltimore at home, that's going to be very hard, but then they've got Detroit. So they've got some winnable games coming up where they should probably win two and two of those those four games, assuming they're three and four after the Tampa game. So look, if this team is five and six, kind of heading into December and January, it's going to be enough for at least have compelling football games I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's job. That's going to be very interesting down the stretch. But I don't think the Bears are going to get buried in the next five games where they go one and four and have a terrible record and don't have any meaningful football in December. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to surprise some people with and, and pull out some wins because I think Fields is developing in the right direction. They definitely can run the football. They're proving that. And this defense under Sean Desai is playing very well. So I have hope for this team to be mediocre. I, I do not have hope for this team to start stringing four or five wins together in a row. I just don't think the bottom is going to fall out. And I feel like a lot of Bears fans right now feel 
the bottom is going to fall out. I just don't think that's going to happen. Now, for the security of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, I, again, what they have to accomplish this year, only George McCaskey and, and I suppose Ted Phillips really know what the goal is there. You know, they, they we, we don't know as fans if they go nine and eight and miss the playoffs, is that enough? If they go eight and nine and miss the playoffs, we know how important Fields' development and trajectory is that they need to see that. But assuming that happens, assuming Justin Fields continues to get better, what is the win-loss toll? Is seven and ten? Are they out at seven and ten? Six and eleven? You'd think they'd be out at six and eleven. I just don't know what George needs to see from a win-loss total in terms of those two and their, their job security. You know, I, I was thinking about this. I saw this a little bit on Twitter. I would say Ryan Pace's job is more secure than Matt Nagy's. I think there's a better chance, if only one of them returns, that it would be Ryan Pace. I think Matt Nagy, either they're both gone or Nagy is gone at the end of the year. Because to me, I look at Matt Nagy in terms of, of this and this alone. What I think of him as a head coach, what I think of him in terms of the win-losses he's managed to do, anything about that. I have to put all that aside because all that matters, and I've stressed this since the draft, all that matters for me this year is Justin Fields' development and the future of Justin Fields. And at this point, I cannot feel comfortable with this offensive coaching staff to be the best group to really turn Justin Fields into the best quarterback he can be. It's not to say Justin Fields can't be a good quarterback under this but under this team, but I just think they could get better offensive coaches around him to really help him elevate his game. Because I, as much as we all rah-rah Bill Lazor, and I, I said this last week, Bill Lazor is a replacement-level offensive coordinator. He's just better than Nagy. He's better than what the Bears have seen, but, you know, Bears fans have seen, but that doesn't mean that Bill Lazor is some offensive genius. Flip, I know Flip got a lot of, you know, thumbs ups and, and positives, but how much of, you know, the success Flip had, you know, the, well, oh, or what the great things Flip did in Philadelphia. Well, I think we're starting to see more and more how important Frank Reich was to that success there with, with everything he's done in Indianapolis. Carson Wentz having some pretty good offensive numbers this year. So, I'm not in love with this offensive coaching staff for Justin Fields. So for me, that's the biggest reason why I want to see change is the development of Fields. Because it, it, it certainly seems like Matt Nagy has the ability to take a mediocre roster and get them to eight, nine wins. It's basically what we've seen him do the last couple of years. And it certainly seems like that's kind of what they're headed to do again this year. So we know what he can do as a, as a head coach, but again, we need to develop fields into the best player he can be. I just don't know if Nagy's offensive coaching staff is the best for that. I want to get to David Montgomery here in a minute, but before I do, just one thing I wanted to discuss, I've thought about bringing it up a couple times on the podcast, just haven't done it yet, is the QB1 charity challenge. I've been doing it every week on Twitter. I'm donating a dollar. Last week for the Packers, it was two. I doubled it. But I'm donating a dollar for every guess I get on Justin Fields' stats. So what I'm doing each week, I'm sending out a tweet asking for you Bears fans to predict Justin Fields' stats for that particular week. Send them in. Reply to that tweet for everyone I get 
I'll donate a dollar up to 200 bucks a week. Haven't hit the max yet. We've hit, you know, about 150, 155 guesses as the max. Haven't gotten to that 200 max total yet. So Bears fans, keep it coming. It's at Zimmerman SXM. Get your guesses in each week and you will donate a dollar through me to a charity. And the charity each week is the winner's choice. So you get your stats. Who's ever closest to Field's actual numbers gets an opportunity to pick a certified charity and I will donate the the number of, of guesses, that dollar amount, to that charity. I also encourage anyone else who's got spare spare bucks in the pocket, whether you want to donate $5 or match or whatever you want to be. I've had a few people match numbers now. Jonathan Siegel's one guy who's matched, I think, three weeks now, so kudos to him. We've raised over $1,000 now towards charities the, the first you know third of the season. So keep it up, Bears fans. Keep those guesses coming. And again, at Zimmerman SXM, or you can check Windy City Gridiron's website. Every Saturday, there'll be an article posted there. So get involved and help raise money for charity. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We get back. David Montgomery, Chicago Bears running back, joins us next. This is Bears banter. Bill Zimmerman. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Very excited for my next guest. He is Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery. He's doing some work with Ready Refresh and doing something really cool this week that he did with Oswego East High School. David, Bill Zimmerman, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing really well. And first of all, just want to start talking about uh, uh, earlier this week, Oswego East High School. You uh, you jumped in on their on their practice and surprised them. Uh, working with Ready Refresh, kind of talk about health, hydration, wellness. Uh, how, how'd that go? Yeah, it was great. Just come out to the and, and kind of show these kids uh, what hydration is all about. They kind of get their reactions. Um, it was pretty. It was cool and it was a humbling experience for me being able to see, see what it meant for me to come out and show these kids how important it is. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and look, as a a former high school football player, you know Ron Rivera, who you know now the. Uh, the Washington coach been around a long time. He was just starting to get into coaching and he, he popped in uh, on our practices and, and kind of worked with us a little bit. And that was a huge impact for me. So, you know, as a guy who was only six, seven years removed from being a high school football player, I mean, when David Montgomery walks through and, and onto that practice field, I mean, heads are going to turn. I mean, you have that kind of impact with these guys. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's a very, it's a much, it's so much of a blessing just being able to be in the position that I am there. To get to give God the glory and let everybody know that you know it's great to come out here and have that kind of impact. Yeah, absolutely. And and ready refresh for for people who don't know is basically a home delivery beverage system. You know, any any of your bottled waters, you know, hydration needs, everything you can get it through ready refresh. Which David, I'll be honest with with the pandemic and a lot of people not wanting to to leave their houses as, as much as usual. Ready refresh is just a great idea. Yeah, I agree. I think it's big, and I'm happy that I got the opportunity to actually extend myself to knowing, like, how they can help me as well. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, you know, speaking of of rest and, and recuperation and all that's important, first, let me, let me ask you about uh, about your injury. How, how's the leg? How's the knee? How are you feeling? It's good. I'm fine. Just getting better every day, just trying to improve and come back. Is at so you, you, you feel in a few weeks you're, you're going to be ready to go and hop off that IR and help the team again? Of course, just taking one day at a time. Yeah, because I'll be honest. I don't know if you're aware of this. When when you got hurt, I, you know, and this happens all the time when there's an injury, they go to a commercial break. 
when they came back, they said, we're not going to show you what happened because the, it's too gruesome. So I'm, I'm sure you had some kind of hyperextension in there or whatever might have happened. But Bears fans had an absolute heart attack when they came back and thought for sure you were probably lost for the year and obviously turned out uh, much better than that. Yeah, it was, it was a blessing, so I'm happy. Now, the, the Bears-Packers game over the weekend, obviously not the outcome anyone in that Chicago Bears locker room wanted. But the one thing I did want to bring up is, is how about Khalil Herbert? I mean, this guy stepping in for you and Damian Williams, a, a rookie, and he came in and played one heck of a game. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a dog, man. Being that young, being able to come in and play how he's played, that's, it's impressive. So I'm proud of the kid. He's going to do great things for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and, and what what is it? What have you seen, you know, being in the running back room with him and practicing with him a lot over these last few months? What have you seen where you said, like, once this kid gets an opportunity, I know he's going to be able to step in? Uh, I've just seen, like, his composure, being able to stay composed, being a rookie, not overthinking and just enjoying the whole process, which is pretty cool to see. Now, how about this this offensive line? There's some criticisms and some, you know, people who are saying that they're doing a really good job in, in other aspects. And the one thing I'll, I'll focus on is the, the, the run blocking. I think, you know, Juan Castillo and Nagy and, and Pace have put together a, a line in front of you that when they can get downhill and, and get their bodies on guys and really get a push, I'm talking about Peters and I'm talking, you know, uh, you know, Whitehair and Daniels. I mean, you know, Daniels with the block he had in the, the Raiders game where he basically was a WWE move. I mean, this, this offensive line, if they get into the defensive line, they're really going to open up some holes for you, won't they? Yeah, they're really good. I'm, I'm I'm proud of what they've been doing. I'm just excited to get back. Now, for, for you personally, you know, your rookie year, I'm guessing, probably wasn't what you wanted. But since then, years two and, and this year before your injury, you've really just, you know, you're just carrying defenders and really just racking up the yards. It's been fun to watch. What was the difference for you going into your second year? What What did you improve on or what did you focus on to be able to make that leap? Oh, really just giving it all to God and not really focusing on, like, what everybody else thought and just having fun with it again. And, um, you know, a couple more before I let you go. One, got to ask you, Justin Fields, you know, it's it's a process as it is with any rookie QB, but we keep seeing flashes of how good he can be and that pretty deep ball and how aggressive he is. What what kind of uh, – what have you seen from Justin Fields that's impressed you the most? Yeah, he, he's a calm, 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 very calm and collective human being. So, you know, it's 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 uh it's definitely like a special thing to see him be composed and and having a lot of pressure that he has. So it's that's big with him and I'm proud of him for the handling it as he has. Yeah, and I, I think as you know, you you guys got a lot of pieces in place if Justin Fields continues to improve, which I think every Bears fan and analyst think it will continue to happen you coming back from injury and, and, and maybe some other guys like Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, guys like that, you know, when this team gets a little healthier here by, by mid season, you know, if you guys keep yourself in a position to pounce, you're really going to be able to, you know, stack some wins late in the season and maybe make a push towards the playoffs. I agree. I'm just ready for it. Just ready to get back and help my teammates really. All right. Last thing for you. I got to ask you, Iowa state, cause that's where my dad went. You know, four and two kind of got off to a slow start there. But do you think this team's going to recover and, you know, be in the you know top 10 picture by the end of the year? Of course. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to ask you about Matt Campbell, because, you know, he was rumored to be kind of a, an NFL head coach, but potential candidate. We maybe got some offers last year. Matt Campbell, you, you know, as a head coach, what, what do you think he could bring to the NFL? 
Uh, I don't know. He's not in the NFL, so I couldn't tell you. He just he loves being in college and he loves being at Iowa State. So I don't know how much I can help you with that question. No, no problem, David. Well, we'll be excited as as Bears fans to see you back on the field here in a few weeks. Get get healthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, use ready refresh to, uh, to help keep yourself hydrated as you, uh, as you get ready to get back on the field. Of course. Thank you. All right. There he is. David Montgomery. Uh, thank you to ready refresh for helping us get him to the podcast. Always good to hear from a Chicago bear player and very cool to see what, what David Montgomery's doing for some of the local high school football players in the Chicago area. Good stuff right there for sure. Now, moving on to this game this weekend, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Bears traveling to Tampa. Big four o'clock Eastern start with Nance and Romo. The the national spotlight will be on the Chicago Bears. And I, I'm telling you what, you know, I usually like the Bears when they when they're an underdog, I usually like them to keep the game close. I think the defense overall plays well enough to do that. I expected the Bears-Packers game to be a little bit closer, and it was close for a while, but, you know, in the end, Aaron Rodgers does his Aaron Rodgers things. But for this game, I really don't like this matchup for the Bears. I think this is going to be a struggle for this team. You know, the Bears are really relying on establishing the run. I don't know how well they're going to be able to do that against Tampa, the Tampa defense can get after the quarterback some. Justin Fields, as we know, has been taking time to get the ball out. Now, the Bucks secondary is bad. It's going to be open to getting picked apart, and I think Fields will be able to stretch the field a few times and make a few big plays because of that bad secondary, but he is going to get sacked. He's going to get sacked multiple times. I, I, I don't like the matchup there. I just, I just think what the Bears do well is, you know, on the opposite side of that, I think the Bucks do better. And then obviously you got the Tom Brady factor. Now, again, if the Bears can rush Brady and get to him before he gets the ball out, and we know Brady gets the ball out quickly, which, you know, minimizes a pass rush. But if they can get to Brady, obviously they can make things difficult for him in the Tampa Bay offense. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that consistently enough because Tom Brady is going to be able to pick apart the holes in the Bears' secondary. I really believe that. So I, I don't like this game to be close. You know, I'm usually pretty optimistic with these scores, but I think the Bucs are going to win this one pretty comfortably. I think it's probably something like 31-17. to 17. I don't think the Bears are going to keep this one too close. I think Tampa's going to get out to a pretty early lead in the first half, and then they'll comfortably maintain it throughout the second half. So let's, let's hope I'm wrong, guys. Let's hope I'm wrong. But um, tough one this week. To, I mean, look, Packers and, and Bucks back-to-back, that's about as rough as you can get. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if maybe the Bears, because if the Bears can win this one, you know, they can, they can turn some heads. But, you know, I, I just don't think that they can, they can pull this one off. Uh, we'll see if I'm right next week. Bear down, everybody. Adios. Adios.